thanks for joining in to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett, and I'm the producer and director of the show. You're about to listen to Portland performer Kim Allen Neeson. Kim actually lives in Los Angeles, and she flew up to Portland just to be in Expressing Motherhood, which means a lot to me. She also flew out to Chicago when I took the show there many years ago, and she was in that show as well, and she's, of course, been in the Los Angeles show a few times. Kim just has this adventurous sense of spirit, despite not enjoying flying. (laughs) We share that little fun fact together. Anyways, here is Kim's bio. After practicing trust and estate laws for 18 years, Kim stopped to take a deep dive into culture and raise her two teenagers. Now that they've all survived, she leads museum tours, scouts galleries, and writes about her experiences. I loved Kim's piece when it came across my email for a few reasons. You're about to listen to it, but my Thanksgiving probably cost about $10 to make because it's all from cans. (laughs) Because that's how my grandma made it. Post-war, poor, everything was from a can. And of course, you know, being in LA and with the whole organic movement, which I'm behind, you know, did show up at my kid's preschool. We had a Thanksgiving and I was the only, I brought green bean casserole and everyone was like, what is that? But they loved it. You know, the fried onion and the mushrooms, uh, cream of mushroom soup and the green beans. And then one year I was like, all right, I'm going healthy. I went to Whole Foods. I got everything in my cart. It was $400. It was Anyway, and the Thanksgiving meal was, I just didn't enjoy it. So I just continue. My Thanksgiving meal costs about $10. That's not counting the turkey, of course. So I really appreciated Kim's piece, which you're about to listen to right now. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Kim Allen Neeson in Expressing Motherhood. I remember creamy white food and cozy sepia colors. Just picturing it gives me solace. A white sauce made of milk, full fat, and flour, white and processed, and imperial margarine, never butter, was the root of many recipes. If you added dry chip beef then it was, and ladled it over buttered, well, really margarine, toast, uh, you had shit on a shingle. <laughs> or toss in minute white rice, a can of tuna, and frozen peas, cover with breadcrumbs, and voila, tuna casserole. To this day, Every holiday meal includes ambrosia made from a variety of canned foods, sour cream, and a bag of coconut flakes. (laughs) It wasn't Fourth of July without my mother's famous macaroni salad. Elbow pasta, canned pimento, canned olives, canned pickles, an onion, and lots of mayonnaise. I grew up on meals colored 50 shades of beige, (laughs) the quintessential comfort food. My mother learned to cook during the World War II era of convenience foods, and canned food laid the foundation of dinner. These days, I can count the number of cans in my pantry on one hand. There isn't a designated shelf for them, and no need to arrange them in the neat rows of my childhood. When I started cooking in the 1990s, the Silver Palette Chefs and the Berkeley Wellness Newsletter were my inspiration. I learned, and I had the resources, to cook on the outside edges of the grocery store where the fresh food is displayed and walk right past the inner aisles of processed food. I raised my kids largely on a dinner diet of protein and vegetables. Over the years, we've grown to detest certain vegetables. George H.W. Bush is right. Broccoli sucks. (laughs) The last time my my husband bought asparagus for dinner, my son son looked at him from across the table and said, you betrayed me. 
My kids won't eat any white root vegetables in a dish if there's a chance one of them is a parsnip. And neither of them likes corn. What's wrong with them? Who doesn't like corn? It's like one step away from sugar. (laughs) My favorite meal is chicken, sweet potato, and green beans, in part because I get to eat my kids' servings of the sweet potato and my husband's share of the green beans. 35 years after leaving home, I still crave my mother's stroganoff, made with Campbell's cream of mushroom soup, and I request it when I visit her. Which made me wonder, when my kids went to college, would they crave my meals if they weren't creamy or bready? I told myself, kids miss home cooking, not specific recipes. Wrong. (laughs) Never Never once has any child called home and said, hey mom, Will you cook chicken and veggies for dinner tonight? Never. Well, sort of maybe once. When he was 13, my son repeatedly complained of too many dinners of chicken and vegetables. So I bought one of those different dinner every night cookbooks. And then about three weeks in, I asked him, hey, how do you like the greater variety in meals? He looked at me and said, I never thought I would miss chicken and vegetables. I had no idea how bad it could get. Apparently, my healthy cooking was his first lesson in life's harshest reality. Things can always get worse. (laughs) And what do they request as adults? What are their comfort foods from childhood? In sorrow and celebration, my daughter wants the banana chocolate chip muffins that I make from an old Betty Crocker cookbook recipe. And now that she's in college, she wants me to ship them to her via overnight mail. And what's the first breakfast they request when they return home? The chocolate chip pancakes that my husband will only make from Aunt Jemima's box mix. (laughs) And at Thanksgiving, they have to eat their father's yams, canned yams, simmered in a bucket of brown sugar, and then baked with a huge bag of marshmallows spread over the top. (laughs) This yam recipe is the only one my son has ever bothered to learn or cook for his friends. Their favorites are the food that slipped past my wall of healthy eating. I don't regret how I raised my kids. They're foodies. They'll try anything, and I believe they're healthier for it. But what is it about white flour, sugar, and butter that we all love? Why isn't roasted red pepper a comfort food? I'm sure there's some long scientific explanation in some healthy eating magazine, but my experience shows that it goes beyond what you're raised eating. And yet, it's more than the food. My daughter could go down to the local Starbucks and get a chocolate banana muffin. And every diner across the nation will serve pancakes with chocolate chips thrown on top. But it isn't what my kids want, and it's not what they order. Those foods provide comfort because they're from home and soothing in some way, for some reason, that sautéed fresh vegetables never will be. (laughs) 